Hi guys, welcome to your beautiful day. I'm Jen Mogg, Mother of Gratitude, the Gratitude Radio Network, and I hope wherever this podcast is finding you that you are having a beautiful day full of gratitude. And today I have with me Neil. Hello, Neil. Hey, what's going on, Jen? You know, it's exciting always to be talking and wow, you know, Easter weekend craziness. Now I'm back to uh, normalcy of a regular week and April's going to be crazy. I already can tell all the cool things going on. So introduce our guest. And again, I, I think it fits perfectly, Jen, with what we're trying to do with Gratitude Radio Network and the fact that she's on, has her show on Amazon Prime, her uh, her pilot, and she'll be filming others. And we're looking at always looking at artists and how we can highlight them in so many ways. Yeah, you know, I love the indie world. Um, I'm crazy about it, and that's where all my people are. And today I have somebody with me that I'm so excited to bring to you guys because she is right there on the forefront of my heart and what I love. And she's a fiction film writer. Or Hang on, let me go back. She's in the uh, – she's a – hang on, sorry. I have three kittens, Sharice. And yeah, just let it just keep going, Jen. Keep it flowing out. because I can just edit that. So I'm going to do it. I'm learning some of my editing myself. Go ahead. So today on our show, we have an exciting filmmaker, producer, and screenwriter. Her name is Sharice Zerunian. Sharice, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Hey, Sharice. Now, tell me how this all started. How did you get involved in uh, wanting to be a producer, a writer? Has it always been something you always wanted to do? Um, you know, I went through, I mean, like a lot of little kids, I kind of went through like so many different career options. Like I know at one point, the first thing I remember wanting to be was a veterinarian, oddly enough, like there was that. And then I want to become like a teacher at one point and this, and I kind of went through a lot of stuff, but I had always been pretty hardwired for writing and like the humanities and pretty much anything that has to do reading and writing and, and, and arts. And I'd always liked, um, I'd always liked work, working with cameras and film, you know, when I was a kid, like I had my, um, like my parents had like a handheld camera and like when I was maybe like 12 or 13, that thing was like always in my hand. It was like a part of my body. Pretty much. I was always using it. And um, I got into video editing when I was 12. So I started kind of doing digital stuff with that. And then, um, and when I got to caught co- when I got to high school, kind of thinking about college, I was kind of thinking about what I want to do. And I wanted to do, I want to oh, pursue writing in some way, but I always been told, you know, you can't make a living off of that. You know, it isn't viable, this and that. And I, um, and because I'd always been into writing, you know, since I was in like first grade, I, you know, before that, actually, I'd write stories and things like as assignments for school, but I would enjoy them. And then I would write fiction of my own. But I and I knew I wanted to pursue that in some way. But I was like, okay, how do I make this like, you know, in a way that I can feed myself. So I chose elementary education initially. And I ended up switching okay. into film. Yeah, and they're yeah. switching into film and TV. Yeah, go ahead. That's cool. I, I have a master's degree in education. I was an elementary oh, wow. school teacher, so I understand exactly um, oh, yeah. the, the interestingness. And I guess we, we have to learn to perform when we're going, going for elementary education, especially keep the kids on task and interested. Yeah, I mean, I ended up switching, but it's funny because when I, even after I graduated with the, my bachelor's in film and TV, I ended up working in an after school program for a bit. And now I, um, 
as a side hustle because um, of COVID, I do tutoring. So there's definitely a lot. And that, well, tutoring, I work with kids of like all ages, really. But it was, um, I do have some elementary school aged kids there. And it's, I mean, yeah, it, it definitely, you do have to kind of be engaging and try to make lessons fun and not just like sit exactly. and talk like rum, 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 all day. <laughs> Yeah, so I did that. And um, yeah, I kind of I think I'd stopped denying myself the chance to do film and writing in like junior year of college. I mean, I just I mean, for a long list of reasons, I just found like that going through a traditional education program wasn't I mean, it wasn't really working that well for me. So I switched and I just wanted I, I wanted to do more creative stuff. And so I said, okay, why not? So I, yeah, and I also work at a, I know I said I do tutoring, but I also, work, my main gig is working at a cable access TV station in my town. So I use the film degree that way, I guess, but I also right, do. Right, yeah. it, there's so much awesome stuff, but then you get the access to some of that video editing equipment and cameras that, that's interesting mm-hmm. as well. All right, Jen, and I started out that way in cable access TV for my first TV show at PCTV Studios over 25 years ago in Pittsburgh. And part of it is we're on Bethel Park TV, which is a cable access station in Pittsburgh, uh, the TV show. So go ahead, Jen. Well, this is going full circle because I took classes at cable access in Hillsborough County. Yeah, and um, it was one of the things that Dr. Paul Bear wanted to do. For some reason, he wanted to do cable access, okay. so I ended up taking that. It's amazing how that is such a playground people don't under, even understand. It is, it is so amazing. Well, you have a TV show on Amazon Prime. It's the pilot called One Plus One is Two. Mm-hmm. Can you share with our listeners a little bit about that? Yeah, so it is based off a stage play that I wrote when I was 16, um, but the, the pilot is much better. <laughs> play. It's... um. So the original play had been about a woman in the 1960s in Massachusetts. And she, I mean, back then you couldn't really diagnose learning disabilities, but um, today we call her dyslexic. And, um, but obviously she didn't know that growing up in the forties and the fifties. So she had to drop out of school. And now as a, an adult, um, in 1968, she starts a grassroots movement to, um, increase handicapped children's access to public education because back then only one in five kids with disability was allowed to go to public school and um but the thing is she becomes so focused on that goal because you know part of it is like to avenge the way she was sort of treated as a kid like so because as a kid like she wasn't given those opportunities and she was ridiculed a lot and stuff so she kind of has a bit of like a complex let's say so she almost like she focuses her life exclusively on her cause to the point where like her family and her friends start like fading in the background and you know she's it starts causing a rift in like her relationships with them so it's kind of an interesting look at how an activist is not always sympathetic all the time and like the mistakes they can make um in their personal lives as um you know as parents as spouses as friends and you know and that was for the tv show i set it in modern day because it's very expensive to film everything like in 1960s period style all the time so in modern day she's an elderly woman and her husband and her daughter are writing a book about her life and career 
And so it kind of centers around the process of writing her biography and, you know, just, you know, ascertaining what is the real truth behind, oh, you know, her mom will say, hey, I mean, sorry, not her mom, her daughter will say like, you know, hey, mom, you know, you did this to me when I was a kid and hurt my feelings. And then the main character will be like, no, that's not true. You're remembering it wrong, for example. And there's, there's things like that. There's a lot of familial, old familial wounds that get reopened and stuff. So the process of writing that book about her career just opens like the floodgates for everything. They all, all the characters learn to reconcile different things and mistakes and, and triumphs that they um, also went through as, you know, in the different roles in their life, like as parents or as spouses and stuff. So it really forces everybody to re-examine their legacies of who they were within the family. So. And then you, so you talked about dyslexia. Is that the older woman that had dyslexia? It is the older woman that had it. She um, she wasn't diagnosed, obviously, like back as a kid in the 40s and 50s or as a young adult in the 60s. But um, and I, I haven't written the episode yet, but she's going to get diagnosed like in her 40s, you know, which is going to be like around, you know, the early 80s or so. So, yeah, but in where the show takes place in the pilot, like it's um, she's already 78 years old and she knows she like has it. So that's yeah. Gotcha. Have you, did you run into anybody with dyslexia growing up? How did you come up with this? What was your inspiration? Um, no, I mean, there's a lot of people in my life who have, like, my, my brother is autistic, for example, and, like, you know, obviously he had a lot of difficulties in education stuff, and, of course, there are friends of mine who kind of went through similar things, and I went to a school where a lot of kids had learning disabilities, you know, I've got some executive function stuff going on myself. We don't, I mean, the, the thing is, um, my, um, my, the, the mental health professional in my life, we're trying to figure out if it's actually like an ADD or if it's just because of like the anxiety disorder that I have, they don't always pay attention, for example. So things like that, like that lifelong struggle of um, like, what is wrong with, me or you know not just me in general like I mean I mean right. that as a general idea of someone thinking oh my god what is wrong with them and why am I different and what does that mean I think that's something that pervades a lot of my work but in I mean I wanted to do it in this sense specifically because I don't know why I chose dyslexia specifically I think I wanted to be something that I, I think I wanted to be something that would show I mean, I wanted this person to have a disability that it impaired them enough significantly, but not significantly enough that they like, I want to show that she could raise a family and that she could have a husband and that she could do all these things. I'm not saying that people who are like more severely disabled can't do these things, but I just wanted to show, I feel like when you show disabilities in the media, it's almost like they either go to extreme ends of the spectrum. Like they show someone who's like, really 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 severely um disabled and like or someone who's just so mild that you're like what do they even have so i kind of wanted to make it a little more balanced so yeah so how did you did you get on amazon prime that had to be a big thing to get the pilot and then get on amazon prime how's that process for filmmakers and people to get out there to get on that yeah you know i'm glad you asked you can actually self-publish your work on prime that's what i did it's because the mother of one of our child actors suggested putting the pilot out there just so people could see it and decide if they liked it and you know we you know if if they did we'd keep making more and so the thing about prime i mean so it's not like prime bought the show or anything no but it's but they would know that people would know that 
Yeah, so that's a it's good, good tip yeah. that you probably know. So that you're on Amazon Prime. I mean, that's yeah. that's a huge audience. So yeah. how, when you go on and just self-publish, what's the process? How does that work to get up? Um, it's very much like, I mean, I don't know if anybody listening has ever tried publishing an ebook on Kindle Direct Publishing, where you upload a manuscript and you have to wait for them to approve it. And then you put your cover on and you, they allow you to decide, you know, how many, how much royalties you'll get and what the pricing will be and which countries you want it available in. I mean, it's all these different things you have to pick and choose. Um, you know, this, the process of putting a film or a, a TV episode up there, it's very much the same, but it's, um, it's through, I believe it's called prime video direct. That's where all your, I mean, when you log in there and you see like how many views you get and your royalty information stuff, I believe that's what it's through prime video direct, but it's um, yeah, you have to have an account first um, on Amazon in order to do it. And it's, um, that's pretty much people it. don't know that. So that's yeah, the thing you can, you could teach people, especially mm-hmm. that are have their product because, but there's no way of earning, right? Because it's just going to be on list just to, for prestige purposes. You can't earn off of that. Can you based on the um, views? You can, you can get royalties, but they make it very hard for you to get a significant amount of money. I mean, it's like, you have to have a certain amount of, I mean, I, I mean, if you get, let's say, I don't know, a couple hundred views a month or something, they they um they they measure it in minutes. So how many minutes they've streamed, um, the show? It's not like how many views the whole thing has gotten. They don't count that as one view. Like it's a twenty minute pilot. So like, if you know, it counts it as twenty minutes watched, and you can get, um, you do get paid per minute, but it's like it's a very small like amount. Mm-hmm. And I think like a month's worth of views or some. I mean let's say, I don't know, a couple hundred minutes will only get you like, I don't know, a few cents or something oh, like they gracious. make it really hard. Yeah, but I guess you just use branding. Okay, uh, Jen, what next question you have? For- well, the thing is with Amazon, it's about um, it, for a movie it used, now it's down to, I think, a penny per view. Um, something like that. Something, something like that. And that's crazy when you think podcasting, you're looking at CPM of 15, $15 for a thousand. So it's not crazy for a thousand views. It is. It is. But the thing is, people don't know that. And that's why we're starting the Gratitude Radio Network. And that's why we're doing what we're doing. So that filmmakers like Sharice will have a place to go and actually make money and be able to film more. And that's my goal in life. Exactly. Great. All right. Next question. So my my question to you is how many many, um, episodes are going to be in your series? Ah, so season one was supposed to have eight, but like financially now, I mean, due to COVID and stuff and certain actors like no longer being available, it's like I'm trying to figure out how many I can actually do. Like I've had to make a lot of modifications due to COVID. I've had to cut down like the runtime of episodes. I've had to cut out like how many, you know, certain characters being in, you know, for social distancing concerns. I've had to, you know, I've had to make certain modifications for how much physical contact can happen in scenes. So there's a lot. And I think because of that, certain scenes have had to be compromised. So I'm still, I mean, I think that we could maybe do, um, I know I'd said eight and I think now that I have my tutoring gig, you know, that we that still could help a little bit with the money. We still maybe could. But, I mean, I'd say maybe I don't – I'd be very surprised. Where are, you, if we're, where are you filming at? We're filming in Massachusetts. That's where I'm from. Okay, so you're in Massachusetts. Are you doing, like, some type of GoFundMe or film or raising money or anything? How are you raising money for this? 
we've done multiple GoFundMes and like, cause we didn't get enough in one. We had to make another and another. And so, I mean, I mean, we're all, sometimes we all sort of pitch in and like, I pitch in a little bit and stuff, you know, so we, um, I have think the we, advertisers we, to help you. No, I don't have any advertisers. I mean, I'll, on my Facebook page, I'll like do advertising, right. but to answer the original question, I think, given the financial limitations and maybe and the COVID limitations, I'm thinking, well, even though a lot of us are getting vaccinated now, I'd say maybe I, I it would be unlikely to have it go beyond like nine or 10 episodes, but I'm thinking, okay. yeah, maybe All right, awesome. nine or 10. All right, Jen. So go ahead with that gratitude question. Thank you. So during this process of you having your own um, TV series, was there a moment of gratitude you could share with us? Hmm. Um, let me think. I mean, there's certainly moments where I got stressed out about it. So I'm trying to like think about gratitude. Yeah, no, there's a lot to be grateful for. Like I'm grateful for the cast. You're an amazing group of people and they're really talented. I mean, obviously I handpicked them myself, but they are, they are a very talented group of people and um, the crew. Um, I can give them a shout out here. The company is called Hop Top Films. They're in Rockland, Massachusetts, which is maybe, um, it's not too far from Boston, but it's, um, yeah, they do a great job and the quality is amazing. The technical quality. And, you know, I also had some very talented people kind of helping me out with editing notes or even directorial notes. So I'm grateful for those people, um, who have helped me in this journey. I'm grateful to anybody who has donated money. Definitely. I'm also grateful to those who have lent us, things like their houses to film in, for example, or people who have lent us any, sorry. I said, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Where can they find you, Sharice? Um, People can find me. Oh, like on social media. Mm -hmm. Um, You can find me at my Instagram, which is um, Mediterranean homesick blues, all one word, lowercase. That's my Instagram and Facebook. I have a public Facebook page. It's just my name, Sharice Sarunian. And um, I've also got my Twitter, which is um, at Sharice Naomi. It's my middle name, Z. And um, that's about it. I don't think I have any other social media beyond that. So, yeah. All right. Perfect. All right, Jen, let's go ahead and close it out. Thank you. Thank you, Neil. I appreciate it. This is so exciting to speak with new filmmakers um, who have really great ideas and bring it to the forefront of our mind and to... Um, everyone who has disabilities and showing them in a very balanced way. It's rare that we get to see this a part of society and it's the balance. A lot of people are living with something and they're being able to balance their life. And I think this is a really great TV show that needs some funding. So if you could reach out to Sharice and let's get her some money and help fund the rest of her um, episodes and a little campaign for her would be really cool. And wherever life is finding you, I hope it finds you with gratitude. You have gifts that need to be opened and just open your heart and you will find them. So remember, you are blessed, you are loved, and you are sacred. Mwah. Have a beautiful day.